Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gary YouTube from Cultaholic.com and welcome to the latest thrilling installment of the latest bout of latest Gary YouTubing that we're going to do like all the famous Gary YouTubers. We're just like them, honestly, but we do the wrestling, which means we're better than they are. <laughs> Joining me today is yet another Gary YouTube who also loves to do the Gary YouTube. He, he, he seems to have the head and the shoulders and the kitchenette of Sam Driver. <laughs> How are you doing, Gary? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm... Uh... It's just really warm today. It's really warm, it's... and because of where I live, there's no wind. So when you open the windows, it just sits. How about you? I've just just walked 40 minutes to get to the office, and I'm a fat man, and I wore a jumper, Sam, and I'm absolutely dripping. <laughs> anyway, one man who has sweated numerous times during his professional wrestling career because he does the wrestlings really hard is Chris Jericho. And we're here to speak about Chris Jericho today. Are you ready to have some numbers thrown at you, Sam? Because I found this amazing when right. I looked at Wikipedia earlier today. One-time undisputed champion, three-time uh, WWE World Heavyweight Champion, two-time WCW Heavyweight Champion, nine-time stellar record, by the way, even though WWE won't tell you, Intercontinental Champion, <laughs> two-time United States Champion, one-time European champion, one-time hardcore champion, seven-time tag team champion. He's even held the Bragg and Rights Trophy of 2009. He's even won the Slammy Award for the most extreme moment of the year, 2014. He's a WCW television champion, a four-time cruiserweight champion, an ECW television champion, of course, AEW's first ever Le Champion, the only professional wrestler in the history of the business to lose that world title belt while eating at a steakhouse and most agonizingly crucially oh it's just horrible he almost had the name jack action before oh, somebody no, told amazing. a very young before somebody told a very young chris jericho that is a stupid name absolutely what could not. have been i it? want jack action less of this jericho jack action could you imagine Jack Action all over the world? Bloody hell, I'm sure there's a porn star called Jack Action. It's a very porn star in it. When I say Chris Jericho to you, Sam, what are you, what are you, what's your overriding emotions? Uh, first image is the, the dual championship, just holding the belts and just looking menacing with the tiny little ponytail. That's, that's, that's it. But like me and you were WCW kids, so I think we were lucky in a way that we got a little bit of Jericho before before he went off and became this massive, massive, massive star. Um, but yeah, it's sort of intrinsically linked back. It's just nostalgia. Even though he's still going, when I think of Jericho, I just get sort of warm, fuzzy, classic wrestling memories. Mount Rushmore territory, isn't he? Yeah. Got to be. Got to be. We're sat here in the year 2020. But anyway, let's get on with some tier ranking things. Sam, who sat there, press the intro button. Uh, there we go. So just in case you haven't been here before, of course, we're here to put every... Well, we've got 15 of Chris Jericho's crucial gimmicks throughout his 30-year career, Sam. That's, that's another just astonishing... I mean, of course he's been wrestling 30 years. Look at the age of him and look at how long we've known he exists. But when you see it and when you hear it, it just sounds odd, doesn't it? 
It baffles you. Look at him doing his lying salts here in the air of 2020. People are going, oh, he's so old. He's over the hell. He's the best, one of the best adverts for DDP yoga going today. He's astonishing. And the other thing is as well, he gets it up here. And that's the important thing. If you can get it up here, it doesn't matter how old and broken down you are. You can still give something entertaining to the industry. And that's what he's doing. So, yeah. Yeah. So 15 crucial uh, fifteen crucial steps in Chris Jericho's miraculous career. We have to rank in this tier thingy here. We have several tiers ranking from the best, lovely, 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 all right, just about bearable, and get in the bin. I reckon the bin might be a bit sparse today. Who I, knows? I reckon so. I reckon Maybe. so. But we're kicking things off. And I've, I'm not even going to lie. I've never seen this version of Chris Jericho do the wrestling. But I saw it on the internet today and I had to include it because way back in 1990, I think he might have been about 19 years old, Chris Jericho was given the name, Sam, Cowboy Chris Jericho. He was Cowboy Chris Jericho without the H as far as I could see. A cowboy from Casper, Wyoming. And you might be asking, Sam, how the hell did he get that name? He was wrestling for the Canadian Wrestling Connection, the CWC, the Cruiserweight Classic. It all... <laughs> what am I saying anyway? Um, he was wrestling against Lance Storm, who at the time was billed as Lance T-Storm. Right, what the okay, T stands yeah. for, who knows. Uh, the 2nd of October, 1990. A 10-minute time limit draw those two lads had. 10-minute time limit draw. Can- yeah, Chris Oof. Jericho was apparently given the gimmick by the promoter who had already made the promotional like posters and leaflets and all that for the for the event. Cowboy Chris Jericho was promoted. Cowboy Chris Jericho turned up. Chris Jericho said in his book, I think it was, I hate cowboys. I don't want to be a cowboy. Well, but he was anyway because he was new, he was new. What was he meant to do? Well, Bret Hart likes cowboys. Bret Hart made a very fetching cowboy. Bret Hart is a cowboy. Yeah, but Chris Jericho is a cowboy. You like just to just to be frank. You sort of mentioned this because you were so giddy at the fact you'd found it out. I, didn't, I had no idea about this. You told me about this about an hour ago, and I've been sat just like, "What?" Just, to anybody that'll listen, just like Chris Jericho was a cowboy. It's so alien because you think of Jericho, you think of somebody who is the master of his own destiny. Like he controls his his own gimmicks and he squeezes every last little bit out of them. And for him to just be thrown out there as a green young rookie. And just told you're a cowboy kid, and not even a cowboy, a misspelled cowboy, get to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the thing he was saying. He was saying like, I wanted to turn it down, but what am I supposed to do? I'm brand new in the industry. If I turn it down straight away, I get a reputation of being difficult to work with. That hampers me going forward. So out I go. Because just imagine what Christian. You think about how strapping good-looking man he is now. <laughs> 19 years old Chris Jericho surely does not fit the cowboy mould, does he not? No, when you think of cowboy, you sort of think of old, uh, like, John Wayne Grizzle Spitting style. Tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. You don't think of, like, a young chipper. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I've, 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 I've scuppered her straight away. I know I he had one match you... as the gimmick. It, it's got to go in the bin, <laughs> Where do we put sure. cowboy Chris Jericho? <laughs> It's... Where do we put Cowboy Chris Jericho from Casper, Wyoming in this tier rankings of Chris Jericho's gimmicks? I think it's in the best. It's, 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 it's got to go in the bin, but I want it so badly to be in the best. I want it so badly to be in the best, so I want somebody to make him bring this gimmick back for one night. Just one, one night. night only. One night maybe only. He has a, maybe, Sam, he has a feud with Matt Hardy in AEW. Jericho brings back <laughs> several of his gimmicks because Matt Hardy puts some sort of spell on him. Matt Hardy has his 25 gimmicks anyway. Magic can be made, which I think you and your professional wrestling tastes would hate. <laughs> I, if I got to see Cowboy Chris Jericho, I wouldn't care. And I think the, the more, just on that point, I think the more that we're seeing these matches, the better they're getting at it. And so for me, it's, it's sort of getting more and more acceptable but it'll still never be as good as rest hold, hit the ropes, rest hold, hit the ropes, rest hold, hit the ropes, rest hold. Like in the ring, I think it's just better. <laughs> but there we have it. Just go and if, if someone could find anything more about cowboy Chris Jericho from Casper, Wyoming, I want to know. But moving on from there, of course, he went around the world a bit. But the next big step in Chris Jericho's career is thrill seeker Chris Jericho. Oh, no. And Sam... They are going to rock America, you know. (laughs) It's so good. Like, it's one of the things Jack once excitedly showed me, and it's stuck with us forever since then. Um, But yeah, if you've never seen it, The Thrill Seekers Rock America, that's all you've got to search on YouTube and sit down and watch Lance Storm and Chris Jericho take you on a lovely Saturday out, basically. They'd go down the beach 
They go to the arcade. Every young, every young lad has a best pal. Every yeah. young lad has a best pal. They go around to the zoo, they feed the gorillas, <laughs> then somehow Jericho jumps into the gorilla's enclosure and he's fed like a gorilla from he, a great height by Landstorm. He makes, <laughs> he makes Landstorm play an arcade game and he's crap at it and he's just rinsing them the entire time. It's so good. It's so <laughs> they bloody good. They ride horses, they ride horses, they do bungee jump. Any normal Saturday afternoon, the thrill seekers represent what? one of the greatest promos in professional wrestling history. It was history. one of those things that when I, like, I went out to shoot that thing with Cornette, like in a former life in a different place um, and it was one of the first things I think I asked him about when we got comfortable to the point where I could just talk to him but it was like asked him about that promo and he was like oh man no like we shot so much of that stuff uh, in my own back garden so all of the stuff you see whenever they're just in the woods and having fun and running around and the opening interview bit and everything that's all Cornette's back garden apparently and then the rest is like yeah I've we just, just, we just took him out we just took him out for the day <laughs> <laughs> just the thought of a just because the gorilla enclosure scene is so like burning in my head at the minute just imagine the gorilla enclosure in the back of Jim Cornette's garden Jim Cornette being like the Joe Exotic for gorillas I find that astonishing anyway we should speak about more about the thrill seekers action it was of course in Smoky Mountain Rest and run by Jim Cornette they were known for a brief period before that landstorm uh, and uh, Chris Jericho a sudden impact Whoa. yes you'll never see it coming Whoa. sudden impact um <laughs> They would feud with the likes of the Rock and Roll Express and the Heavenly Bodies and a few more more legendary tag teams as well. Yeah. But just for that promo package alone, Sam, it is... Because you can tell they are trying so hard to be, like, cutting edge and 90s and, like, whoa, oh. we're so cool and you can aspire to be us and ladies, you want to be <laughs> us and fellas, you can only dream of living a life like us going down to the arcade. I think it was Saturday supposed afternoon. to, like, just show that they were, like, really pure baby faces as well. It's like, well, look, we do the stuff that you do. And it's like, they don't think they're better than the working man. And like, they don't, I think it was just one of those packages where it tried so hard to get them over as baby faces, but it just comes off as a ball of cheese. It's brilliant. <laughs> there's a bit where they're, they're in Velcro suits and there's a big like Velcro wall and they've got to bounce on this like big, like almost like a bouncy castle pad. They've got to like jump on that and try and stick to the wall. And like Jericho's trying to help Lance. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. and the, do you see the promo at the start of the because obviously you get the promo package but on this clip on YouTube there's a little interview it's like the Smoky Mountain Wrestling press conference Yeah. and Jericho Jericho especially even his promos weren't that good back in the day which shows we all have to start yeah. somewhere <laughs> even yeah, Chris Jericho there's a like going, here I am I'm going to do the wrestling really well here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling coming to a town near you watch out sudden impact <laughs> <laughs> But I swear, thrill seeker Chris Jericho, where are we going? Just for that promo alone, it's got to go in the best. But it can't. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know it can't. Sam, where are we going? I'm going to leave it up to you. Uh, I'd, I'd say... <sighs> I'm not going to judge it on anything but the promo. I can't. It, it can't go in the best, so just put it in lovely, lovely, lovely for now. <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. You've got to imagine matches between... I know they were young, but Chris Jericho, Landstorm and the Rock and Roll Express. But You've got to imagine they were all right, at least. That's <laughs> the thing, though, as well. It, it's like uh, young, but really hungry to prove themselves. And Smoky Mountain wasn't just any other indie. I think it had a TV deal and stuff. So it was like the first big step, maybe. But I, uh, yeah. yeah, I think lovely, lovely, lovely. And then we move on to a man who... Uh, I'm going to just speak some Spanish here, Sam. Corazon de Leon. Oh, Lionheart. Lionheart. Yes. yes. Lionheart Chris Jericho, who got his name, I learned today, via a fan poll. The fans had a choice between He-Man and Lionheart, and obviously picked Lionheart, but Chris Jericho found out that very few people cared enough to vote on the poll, so was devastated anyway. <laughs> I mean, you've just told me there that we missed out on... Cowboy Jericho. Well, we got Cowboy Jericho, but we didn't we get got it Cowboy properly. Jericho for one match, yeah. Um, but we missed out on Jack He-Man. Action. We missed out on He-Man. And Jack Action as well. And Jack Action. We could have had He-Man, Jack Action, Cowboy Jericho. That would have been unreal. His career could have gone the opposite direction to that. To that's, like, <laughs> that's like... That run, that first set of gimmicks is a bit like... <laughs> yeah. 
But obviously this was just more, it was less of a gimmick, more of a nickname, more of a moniker for a young, up-and-coming, honourable baby face yeah. who obviously made his name in Mexico with CMLL in particular, where he had an 11-month reign as the NWA World Middleweight Champion, which is impressive as balls. That is impressive. And Mexico, CMLL especially, was it still EMLL at the time maybe? But um, that that's, I think, currently the oldest active wrestling company in the world. It's a very prestigious very action-based uh, promotion. So, you know, you need to really be tough to fit in with that and work that style of match. It's all really, really, really for the visual flair. Um, and obviously he would go on to uh, Japan. You'd have, like, Ultra Lag, you'd have all of that stuff. So this was Jericho, I guess, really getting serious. Maybe if he's, if he's down Mexico, he's about to move on. But I don't really know too much about this one, so I'm going to leave it up to you. As far as I could see, Sam, it was quite literally a nickname for a babyface who was very honourable and would never break the rules. White meat, blonde hair, could do no wrong. This obviously got him to ECW because Mick Foley, I think, was uh, had his attention caught by Jericho doing yeah. this, well, just wrestling under this moniker. That got him his role in ECW. Obviously, he did that role in ECW. That then took him to WCW, and he started off in WCW as Lionheart, and that sort of petered out because for whatever reason, it didn't see too much in this white meat babyface, and that led to the heel turn, and we'll speak more on what came after that in a bit. But as for Lionheart, I mean, he came back at ECW W One Night Stand. I think that was my first proper exposure to uh, Lionheart. Chris Jericho. Obviously, heard yeah. the nickname because it was mentioned in uh, WWF yeah. back in the day. Um, but the ECW fans seemed to be happy when he came out in his Lionheart jacket and the yellow and black and all that malarkey. So I guess it was all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a throwback, but I, I, I'd say just for the sake of it, I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to say it's less of a gimmick. So maybe it needs to go in like meh, get in the middle. We're going all right. We couldn't yeah. even put it in bearable because just thinking about Jericho being just like straight line, well, this is baby the thing. face, it's, doesn't break the rules. It, it's He's not so really very Chris Jericho, is it? So no. maybe put it down. We'll put it down. Even though he did win the ECW television title. Everybody and their mom won that. My mom didn't. I... Sorry, mate. I know. 1997 we go to now and Super Liger, Sam. Yes. I bet you can sit here and speak about many, many hours about that match he had in the Tokyo Dome where he, he wore a mask and he couldn't see what he was doing and he tried to do his drop kick and he fell off the ropes and everything went a bit sour. Well, this is it. So it, it's like the, that's all you really need to know about it is they wanted to bring in another type of Liger. Uh, I'm apologising to anybody at home if my phone is vibrating. I forgot to put it on Do Not Disturb and my mum is currently texting me quite viciously. Uh, not Not in the subject that she's you know viciously about but she's like it's like message 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 um does she know that you put lionheart chris jericho and just about bearable she might it might be like a sense she's got but all you need to know is they wanted to bring in another liger he was going to be silver he was going to be played by jericho he's going to have this long hair there is a match it doesn't go to plan jericho can't really see he can't really breathe and he's like absolutely not i'm never doing that not again not happening that's it and it was a cool concept and it was something that I think could have been massive for him but again he would have been sort of been hampered by having the mask he would have been hampered by the gimmick because I don't think it really suits him very much I'd say like for something that like Liger is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time it's one of my favorite gimmicks of all time but for something like that with Jericho it just doesn't work so I think it actually has to be pretty near the bottom where would you go? Because the concept of it, I oh, really like. Concept, like, like amazing. It. Yeah. And the, the attire as well, with the blonde yeah. hair coming out. And, and the, like, the antithesis to Liger, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like Mordecai before Mordecai. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> it, it's really cool, but it, it's just like... I, in terms of like... Because this thing, are we talking about like the legs of the gimmick or just how we think about the gimmick? Just where we think it goes in this tier when we hear the yeah. gimmick and talk about what he did in, in the gimmick, I guess. Well, it, I think, I think it, it could have been a lot higher... But because it petered out to a grinding halt pretty quickly, uh, it, it can't really go anywhere near those top three tiers, I don't think. Yeah. We'll put it bearable? Yeah. Bin. Bin or bearable? Bearable. I think because at least it had a very good look to it, even if it was for like a flash, you know? Yeah. 
Um, apparently, this was sort of him being... Because obviously, WCW and New Japan had a working relationship back yeah. in the 90s. This is him being sent on a sort of excursion, which was supposed to last a lot longer than it did, presumably, because he wrestled more matches for New Japan without the mask, which must have been weird. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the public probably wouldn't have known any better, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then he goes back to WCW, obviously turns heel, um, and we get what I'm going to call conspiracy victim Jericho, because this was this was the first Chris Jericho I knew, and this is one of, if not the best Chris Jerichos. If you haven't seen anything from the WCW Cruiserweight division, this was a division very much just centred on the action. Yeah, fantastic wrestlers. Go out there and start the show. Hot start, flips and all that malarkey. Get the crowd up, out their chairs. But Chris Jericho... While he did all that stuff, obviously not as many flips as uh, other people would, yeah. he had the character work nailed down better than anybody else in that division, in my opinion. And it was unbelievable. Yeah, it's, I think you could sort of draw a parallel to Drew Gulak with 205 Live. He was like the, the guy... PowerPoint Drew Gulak, yeah. Yeah, the, the one who sort of... He, he's not going to play by those you know wider rules of let's do flippy, crazy stuff. Uh, but he is going to be the ultimate character guy in terms of that roster. And in terms of uh, WCW's cruiserweight division, I think Bischoff summed it up and actually stated uh, that he wanted them to be the car crash in the middle of his show that people couldn't look away from. So he wanted them to go out there and do these amazing matches, but he wasn't prepared to pay them for it, like or pay them anymore, or do like, like really put the time and effort in that he put in toward like a Hogan basically but he he knew they were valuable and he knew they brought eyes to the product but there was very much a seal in there but yeah i guess jericho sort of like how good he was as a character sort of not necessarily held him back but i think it did hamper maybe his perspective within the company because obviously it would peter out and there was a reason why wwf were interested back in the summer of 99 yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, it was just sort of, as I said, he was he was the guy, you had everybody going mental. Jericho was the guy that was sort of holding it together, I think, in terms of an entertainment value beyond just the ring work. But yeah, unfortunately, he would be seen as, I guess, not as important as an asset of an asset to the company, which is criminal. But then again, this is yeah. the same guy that got rid of Austin, so... Yeah, <laughs> but he was injured, so he deserved the phone calls or the fax, whatever it was, Sam. <laughs> anyway, so Jericho turned heel, becoming the conspiracy victim. Jericho, I'm Liam Lamaz, uh, in 1997 by slaying the knee of Rey Mysterio with a toolbox. He would then go on sort of a run of nicking people's things, like he nicked Hubertu Guerrero's mask, oh. and Belan he began to basically collect the trophies of his victims yeah. as, he, as he went on. Um, and then eventually, Dean Malenko, who Chris Jericho would obviously never admit was a better wrestler than him, even though he probably was, he won the Cruiserweight Championship and then they started Chris Jericho off as the conspiracy victim he was the victim of a conspiracy he blamed JJ Dillon uh, TNT Television Ted Turner the US government there was a fantastic promo he did outside the US government building unbelievable everybody was blamed and most importantly this is the gimmick that gave us the 1004 holes oh. promo yeah, just the the fade like the, the whole promo is genius but doesn't it fade to advert and it comes back and, and it's comes still back, reading. Yeah, yeah. It's still going. And it's it's so good. But was it was it this was it Jericho who goes in hard on Malenko's dad? I'm trying to Probably remember who so. that was. There was it was the whole thing where Malenko then came out as uh, I forgot the name off the top of my head completely. He came out under the mask and then took yeah. it off and then yeah, and then yeah. Was, I think it must have been. I don't I think it might have been Jericho, but yeah, there was I remember distinctly there was this whole angle with with um Malenko's dad and brother getting dragged into it and it just being like just proper horrible like really despicable heel work for the time um, and it's the sort of stuff I don't think we really see anymore it was the stuff that was very good super back in the day like old territories that was really good late 80s early 90s but it's just sort of moved on which is a shame mm. But also sometimes good, because sometimes yeah. wrestling does things in a very tasteless way these days. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and shout out to Ralphus as well. Big old oh, Ralphus. Ralphus, man. Yeah. And the Monday um, Night Jericho Jer shirt. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It all just worked. It should, they, he should have been. Obviously, back in the 90s, there was a, a stigma more towards the... I say smaller man. Chris Jericho's not a smaller man, as he's henches, henches anything. Yeah, well, <laughs> he was a lot more lean back then, I guess. That's the way you can put it. He was still yeah. huge, but he was a lot more lean. But this Chris Jericho has got to go in the best, hasn't it, Absolutely, Sam? absolutely. 
straight in the best with that Chris Jericho. We then move on, obviously Chris Jericho leaving WCW very amicably despite what, you know, the, the, the crap he was given. The, the, the little, the little, what am I saying here? The short straw he was given? The little hand he was given, I was about to say there. <laughs> uh, which makes no sense whatsoever. Anyway, he obviously wrote Eric Bischoff the a lovely letter when he... <laughs> the, dust, the dusty... Just wow. trying to come up uh, with random, random combinations there. The severed head. Um, he uh, obviously wrote the letter to Bischoff, left on very amicable, amicable terms, was picked up by WWE, handed the Y2J nickname, which he thought was going to be a move, I believe, but Vince McMahon was like, no, you are Y2J. You are it. Moves on, playing off the Y2K thing, which scared the world more than COVID-19 back in the day. There was, um, this is another one I remember reading something about recently. I'm sure um, with the walls of Jericho, it had about a thousand different names and Jericho hated them all. The like creative had come together and put together this whole document of like, here's some catchphrases and here's some nicknames and here's this stuff and here's the colours that we think and like your standard sort of thing. This is, we're super excited about getting you on board. Here's all our ideas. And um, apparently the names were just terrible. Like it was stuff like the Millennium Crash and weird things like that. And eventually I think he, he got walls of Jericho out of it. But I think it took him going away and actually writing a few down and going, one of these only. I don't want any of your terrible ideas. Yeah. I think you nicked the, wall, the Walls of Jericho name from a band's album. It's, I'm name. sure it's a Halloween album. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You've triggered something in my head there. That is correct, Sam. <laughs> anyway, we obviously know what happened here. The countdown to the Millennium Timer, the promo with The Rock. The big debut against Road Dog on Smackety Down. He initially flirted with uh, Triple H for the title for a bit when he won it, then he took it off him, which is, wow. Oh, that riles me up to this day, that does, Sam. <laughs> but then things, things took a nosedive quite quickly with the stuff where, you say a nosedive, but it was a, a clear, like, sort of demotion from what we thought he was going to do when he first arrived. Yeah, because he started off with a. Definitely, they, they the took him and straight off the boil. It was proper, yeah. like. Coming in, massive, massive reaction. Unbelievable, they've got Jericho, this is going to be amazing. They got everything they could out of it, and then, yeah, very quickly just went, whoop, and turned the, turned the hob off. Yeah, stuff with China, which, you know, they did well with oh, under the I circumstances, mean, that I stuff, guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's... As you said, it's just working within the circumstances, isn't it? Like, that's, that's all you can really do. But that match with China was by far and away China's best match. And... You know, there is always some good will come of these terrible, terrible booking situations, no matter how long yeah. it takes for us to realise it. There was some good of it. Obviously, the stuff he did with Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 2000, stuff like that, it was, yeah. it was all good. Um, but we have that that's the, the sort of initial period before we get to the Invasion Angle and the Undisputed Championship and all that. So initially, Y2J kicks off or the, like a house on fire. The house gets put out. And it sort of peters down into just him being really bloody entertaining. He would always come out, always would get one of the loudest cheers of the night, obviously working babyface back then. Um, always a highlight of the show, but never really amounted to too much. Obviously, lots of intercontinental title reigns and stuff like that, but never really pierced that. Yeah, I don't it, want to it say didn't, glass it didn't here, really you know I mean? feel like they were ever going to properly pull the trigger on him. Like, he might have ended up being just a career, not mid-carder, but, you know, upper mid-carder. Lower. That's it, because my perception, because initially when Jericho won the championship back in the end of 2001, I would have been nine. And my perception of Chris Jericho was like, what the hell's he doing winning the world title? Because obviously me watching for the previous two You're years or whatever, so he was the Intercontinental like, Champion. Yeah. 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 Um, so where we go, it, it, is it the best? It's, he still was fantastic with it's, the gimmick. It obviously didn't produce... A lot, a lot of world titles and whatever, but the gimmick itself was but the showmanship so and the iconic moments in it, isn't there? Like within this gimmick, yeah. that's like and the stuff with Stephanie McMahon as well. We can't forget to mention that he oh, would just endlessly yeah. take the piss out of Stephanie McMahon, yeah. and some of it is aged like milk, but some of it was also <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Get it in the best. Go on. Why the hell not? Why two J Chris Jericho? Because obviously you you look at people nicking the hairstyle here today in twenty twenty and stuff like that. It's last it's last the test of time, hasn't it? I've got a question for you, Sam. Yes. Did you know that Chris Jericho defeated Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock on the same night? No. No, I didn't. Did you not? No. Because he did. Oh. He's mentioned it a few times. Have we? Yeah. <laughs> it's quite, quite, quite big news, but yeah, of course we're going yesterday. Undisputed champion Chris Jericho is the title we're given this gimmick. It was 
He was one of the few beneficiaries of the invasion angle. Yeah, by Is that far. fair to say? Obviously. I mean, well, the, the, the benefit that Jericho had was that he was not WCW anymore. So he was still... It was so closely linked time-wise to him jumping that you could sort of get away with slotting it in there that he was like an early jumper and he, he you know, sacked them off or whatever. But... He was still close enough to that WCW career where it felt like he was still a big part of that whole thing, even though he wasn't really a central figure in the actual invasion itself, like initially anyway. Yeah, it's just on the surface of things. You think about how popular Chris Jericho was, as I say, back in the day when he was Y2J, always one of the biggest pops tonight when he came out, always got a massive reaction and was very entertaining. It was weird how they thought a heel turn is what was necessary to get him a world title, like an actual world... Because we know he won the, the, the belt for a very short... Well, it's not official, yeah. is it? He had that win against Triple H. But for an official world title reign in WWE, he needed that heel turn. And that, I just find that weird. Even though... He's just such no, a good heel, though. Yeah, he is a good heel. But he's also he's a good baby... He was a good baby face back then. Yeah, but I guess we hadn't really had a chance to see full-blown heel Jericho fly yet. And, mm. and it's... A better time than ever, I guess. If you're going to turn somebody into a horrible heel with the mic skills of somebody like Jericho, then it's just ready to make another babyface in it to come and climb yeah. and, and dethrone him. And the interesting thing was, obviously, he was very goofy and outlandish when he was in WCW as the conspiracy theory guys we spoke about earlier. But yeah. this was, it was sort of the same. It looked the same. The outfits were the same, but it was just a bit turned down. And he was a bit more into... Arrogance rather than delusion, yeah, if there's was, any much of a difference there. He's slightly more reserved with it as well. It's sort of, it would bubble up, but it wasn't quite as cartoony, I guess, as the WCW one was. Yeah, and we can speak about the issues he had when he was world champion. It was obvious he was such a transitional champion, just waiting for Triple H yeah. to come back from his injury and the stuff with Stephanie McMahon, which once was fantastic, now was just a distraction. When he was undisputed champion, we had the stuff with Lucy the dog. Oh, it makes you angry, so it does when you look back on it. But there, there we have uh, undisputed champion Chris Jericho. Where do we? This is a weird one to put in a tier ranking thing because he it's, was, he was good, but he was such an afterthought and, as we say, transitional champion. It sort of hampers any sort of perspective you have on it, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's a shame because it, it's one of my favourite Jerichos in terms of like when I look back is just that whole era I loved, but like. It's one of those images that just pops into my head whenever he's mentioned is just holding both belts and just that entire look and everything from that time. But you're right, there's not really a lot there. He was a transitional champion. He was... Like, his days were quite openly numbered. Like, mm. he's just waiting and waiting and waiting. But it did give us some entertainment. We can't, like, just write it off completely. No, no. But it, I don't think it's it's anywhere near the the top tier all right, is that too harsh? See, I think all right might be too harsh. Maybe bottom of lovely, lovely, lovely. I'll make sure it's the bottom of lovely, lovely, lovely when bottom. we get to the end. Yeah. So then, obviously, we move on through the rest of 2002 into 2003. We had, the, if, if, if Undisputed Champion Jericho is the trunk, we have a different <laughs> heel being a branch who I've called, I haven't put it as a proper gimmick in this uh, tier rank in Malarkey because I've called him Very Jealous Jericho. Very if he jealous was Shawn Michaels. Jericho. He would feud with Shawn Michaels, who was his idol, and he was yeah. very jealous of Shawn Michaels' idol. Goldberg, he would feud with for a bit, Jeff Hardy. Then we'll get to the team with Christian. We'd obviously turn Chris Jericho face, heading into WrestleMania 20. But the next big milestone gimmick for me for Chris Jericho, because I thought he was going through the motions as babyface Chris Jericho with Trish Stratus. No, oh, I love Trish. Yeah. And this, that, and the other. No, Christian's taking her away. And oh, I guess the stuff with Christian when they were tag teaming was obviously fantastic and entertaining, yeah. the stuff with the towels, and they were both good heels. But rock star Chris Jericho, 2005, is the next milestone gimmick I'm going to go with here for this tier rank of malarkey. Jericho turns heel heading into the summer with WWE champion John Cena, Sam. And we have the Battle of the Bands. Rockstar Chris Jericho and his band Fozzy. Come on, play their actual music. Nobody likes it, and it plays into it because he's a heel. <laughs> How funny yeah. that one worked out. <laughs> and he feuds, with John C he feuds with John Cena, and John Cena's rapping. Bad, bad man, I don't care what anybody says. is an absolute anthem with a capital A, a fantastic song. But what are you thinking about John? Uh, sorry, Chris Jericho, the Rockstar 2005 SummerSlam, that sort of era? I, 
it leans into my views on Fozzie because I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of Fozzie and I'm supposed to boo them. Hey, boo Sam, them, but... stop there. <laughs> Enemy, their cover of SOS. I, I don't like the cover of SOS. Sun- Oh, Samuel, yeah. I'm a big ABBA was, fan as it goes. I was, I was, I was born into a pretty, pretty heavy ABBA house. So I think <laughs> just just the fact that he had the gall to do it, I'm not allowed to like it. But no, like, Fozzie have gotten a, a hell of a lot better. That's something that's worth knowing, a hell of a lot better. But around this time, Fozzie were slightly different. And Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day. Day at Whole Foods Market. I just found it a little bit midlife crisisy, but at the same time, that's sort of <laughs> the point. It, it, oh. it was so it's so weird because of his 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 heel rock star Chris Jericho going yeah. up against babyface John Cena. So you're thinking, <laughs> yes, the pompous rock star with his crap band, yeah. it works as a gimmick. <laughs> But then you think, that's his actual band that he's trying to get off the floor. And yeah. it's this weird paradox you find yourself in. <laughs> and that's that's one of the weirder things is, uh, I think for bands like Fozzy, it must be so weird because usually when you're a band, like you go through a phase where you can't even get a gig and then you get a gig and then you get... And it seems like he really tried to do that with Fozzy and he tried to just treat it like a real band and work from the ground up. And it's paid off for them now, obviously, because look at them, they're everywhere. But yeah. like back then it must have just been like, you know... We've got X, Y, and Z. Let's crack it and let's get on with it. And then, oh, we're going to be on TV. And then all of a sudden, they're just out there. You know, they might be playing to like a thousand people a night, and they're out there, and there's twenty thousand people on Raw. Like <laughs> that must have been proper weird. But then at the yeah. same time, it's just it felt a bit weird bringing that real life thing into this. But then, if anybody was going to do it and make it work, it would have been Jericho. It's like a Rubik's cube. This one. And he obviously he gave himself a lovely haircut. He had the sort of shorter, what's it called? Like Bouncy a, hair? Like a, a, a bob, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> a bob. He had that going on. Obviously, the promos were always fantastic because he was an actual rock star, if you want yeah. to say that, and he was doing this on the professional wrestling show. This was sort of his last hurrah before he left wrestling for a couple of years. I think it was great, personally. Yeah. I love Chris Jericho in this role. Especially going up against John Cena. This is the thing, though. Like, I, I get a bit like, whew, with like slightly cringy stuff. But I often then forget that it's supposed to make me go like, ah, and it's supposed to make me sort of a bit like, yeah. But <sighs> Jericho is a rock star now. He is. So it's, he's sort of default gimmick now is, is rock star Jericho. And without this, we might have never actually had rock star Jericho in the industry so then ah hmm. I, oh, I don't know I will I'd say it's up there for sure I wouldn't put it in my best I'd put it lovely 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 top of lovely, lovely I'll put lovely, it in lovely 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 but above below Thrill Seeker above oh, yeah. Undisputed Thrill Seekers are in there there we go and shout out to All That Remains and the test for those are the good songs done by Fozzy I was a bit harsh on <laughs> Fozzy there you know, it's Sam sing along. All that remains are the scars to remind me. That's the no, one. No, you don't know it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chris Jericho obviously moves away from professional wrestling for a couple of years. He does some writings in some books and all that malarkey. Author Chris Jericho is not a gimmick we're going to do here on this T-Racking thing. He would be in the best. best. He probably would be in the best. Yeah. yeah. He's a fantastic writer. <laughs> Codebreaker Chris Jericho is the one I'm going with here next, Sam. We have obviously the gimmicks that go on forever with the Matrix-style blue and silver writing. Yeah. Even though the Matrix was barreled by then. Yeah, yeah. I think the last <laughs> Matrix came out in 2003, I think. Yeah, and that, this was 2007. Um, yeah. Obviously, Save Us Y2J is the mystery revealed at the end. Chris Jericho has returned to WWE to save us from Randy Orton, who was starting to get... Wait, yeah, he was boring by 2007, wasn't he? The first boring Orton. <laughs> yeah, he... It wasn't so much his fault, I think, by this point. It was just that they really needed to freshen him a bit because Orton was just a bit like, oof. But Jericho, yeah. uh, it was just good to have him back at this point. I remember that. I remember because I was I was like a wavering fan at this point. But when Jericho came back, I was like, okay, well, there's something I can watch and something I am going to enjoy and something that I'm somebody that I know I can get behind. But um, mm, I don't know. It was it, a weird. It was a weird time because once again he came back with a glittery jacket, not well, the glittery waistcoat. Sorry, the arms were out. Yes. I do apologise, Chris. Um, but he was using many tropes that worked as a heel, but he was trying to be a baby face and it just wasn't clicking. And it fell fat, flat sorry, pretty quickly because he was out of sort of the feud with Orton and all that malarkey, straight into the Intercontinental title against the likes of JBL and stuff. And then you would have to say things wouldn't pick up for Jericho until he sort of feuded with Shawn Michaels and Batista in 2008 and stuff like that. So yeah. this is a weird time because it came back. It was a fantastic... Well, it was a great way to sort of bring him back with the mystery and like, oh, who could it be? And then it reveals on the, on the Tron, even though it was, it was a bit of an outdated thing, the Matrix <laughs> by that time. Um, but it did, it did fall flat quickly, and that is a shame. And so I don't think it can go in the top two tiers. Even no. though, I don't know if we have to bring in the, sort of, the debut of the Codebreaker finisher, which is knowing Nick from Japan. Yeah. Um, There's a lot better that comes after this, though. And yeah. I think this is... It's one of those few stops that just didn't quite click, as you said. Uh, I'd say put it in all right, because it's, put it in it's, all right. it's not ultimately terrible. Like There's still moments that are, are entertaining and moments you can watch and enjoy, but it's, uh, it's just not something that pops up when you think of Jericho's greatest hits. No. But people do still remember it when you mention it, which is yeah. a weird thing to say. Anyway, then we move on to Chris Jericho, who then became, of course, the best in the world at what he does. And he spoke slowly, where once before he spoke quickly. He used long words, where once before he used short words. Fantastic heel persona, very much in the same mould as Nick Botwinkle. I've not seen too much of Nick Botwinkle, but I've seen right. a few promos from his illustrious career. And Jericho is Nick Botwinkle the, the second. Easy for me to say, as I sit here, a tired man. Is Sam, this... when you think of the best in the world of what he does, Chris Jericho in a suit, basically. Yeah, I was going to say, say this is suited up Jericho, right? Yeah, this is. Uh, it was such a break from the Jericho we were used to, as you said. He was doing the opposite of everything and by this point he was wearing a suit and he had short neat hair and he was serious all the time and it, you couldn't look away because it was like he just completely snapped like there wasn't even that self-indulgence like really that you used to get out of him like if there was it was done in a way where it was a lot more like looking down his nose rather than brag 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 but I <sighs> I think this is straight up one of Jack's favourite Jerichos, and I, I think it's straight up one of the better Jericho gimmicks that are out there, simply because it was like so against and, and opposite to the Jerichos we'd had before. And it was just so simplistic in how he executed it as well, which oftentimes is like the best, yeah. the best gimmicks when they're so simple. You just like you're seeing this man using long words and calling you thick, and you immediately hate him. And he yeah. was good at speaking in long words, which many of us aren't, me included. But anyway, <laughs> there we have it. Uh, the best in the world at what he does, straight in the best. Yeah. Especially, I'm sure Matthew Gregg will like this as well. That theme he had with the Big Show. Well, it's the big, 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 I don't big, even remember big. that. It keeps going. Oh, my God. It's so bad. It's fantastic. Anyway, we then move on to sort of... Now, this is when I was getting back into wrestling after my, my lapse time away from watching yeah. it. It's when Kane, Kane brought back the mask. Yes. 
arse end of 2011. Sorry, excuse me. And around that time, we had the gimmicks starting, which was getting me excited as well. Because everyone on, online was saying Sting is finally going to arrive to WWE because yeah. it was sort of the spooky, the classroom, the little girl, and woo, and all this balaki. And then January 2012 rolls around. I'm in the first year of uni. I'm watching Raw, and out comes Chris Jericho after these spooky gimmicks. And I was disappointed. But Chris Jericho comes out, and you're thinking, whoa, Y2J is back after seeing obviously the best in the world at what he does. He comes out and you think he's going to cut wacky promos again. He's going to tell Stephanie McMahon where to go and stuff like that. But he comes out, runs around the ring, says not a word. Goes backstage, that's that. Silent Jericho we're going with here, Sam. Have you seen this when he returns? He comes out, he goes, yeah, and he threatens to speak, but he never does oh, and he goes backstage. I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, I remember, I, I was like, this is also my blind spot, but I do remember him going to speak and then not. And then, it's... Always a bit more cerebral, I think. Once, like, it got a lot, like, a lot deeper after the best in the world, Jericho. Um, it got a little bit sinister, and there's just that little threat now that's under there. Like Jericho, by this point, is a veteran, um, so you got to sort of watch out for him. He doesn't have to be doing quite as much in terms of the wackiness. So it, it's led to him being able to deliver these really good, like, promos or not deliver them in this case. Uh, and just mess around with the crowd. And I think that alone, I love. I imagine Vince was cackling as the crowd were just not knowing what to do. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this this, this was the setup, because obviously CM Punk was a babyface by this time. Oh, yeah. This was, se- this was setting up WrestleMania 28, Punk versus Jericho. This was just a massive troll face into... Well, a massive troll face. Just a massive troll job yeah. towards the entire... WWE Universe, seeing Chris Jericho comes back, even though he was a bastard the last time we saw him. It's obviously going to get everyone cheering. This was like, oh, what's happening here? What's happened to Chris Jericho? But we were going towards a heel turn, obviously. Um, to Chris Jericho, mainly for that feud against CM Punk, heading into WrestleMania 28, the whiskey bottle, the slip on oh, the arse. Yeah. It's all fantastic yeah. stuff, as we all know. Um, but this was a different kind of heel Chris Jericho. We had the very in-your-face heel Chris Jericho. This was sort of like, ooh, tantalising heel Chris Jericho, who would eventually become a bastard once again, beyond any doubt. But what are your thoughts about silent Chris Jericho? He's, he's quite devilish, especially in that punk feud, and I do enjoy that. Um, mm. I just, there's loads of banging going on outside my flat, apparently. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, the the whiskey bottle especially, and just pouring it over him and just being horrible. As you said, it, it's a lot more sinister. It's a lot more reserved. It's a lot more like an actual sociopath. Like, he just tries to, to deal with things in a set way, and then eventually it bubbles up and bubbles up and bubbles up. And when things eventually completely derail, then he loses it. Um, and I think, again, this is a flavour that you get in Jericho today even though he's a little bit more daft now uh, that's still there and it's been there ever since this timeline I think yeah um, so uh, alright I'd say a bit higher because it was playing on our like expectations of yeah. Chris Jericho wasn't it he's come back in the sparkly attire he's a baby face and he just oh, throws no, wait, it away not. yeah and it, it's yeah. I think bottom a lovely 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 Below the undisputed Chris Jericho. Beg me pardon. Yeah. Oh. We'll put him there. Mm. Above the undisputed oh. Chris Jericho. Nah. Below the undisputed Chris Jericho. Parallel with the undisputed... <laughs> Parallel. That's not possible until we have two rows. Anyway, <laughs> moving on now. We have, I haven't included this one because I've just called it sporadic Chris Jericho. This is the Chris Jericho who, re- who would return to just have a match... And put somebody over. Fandango. He just, he just happens to have more and more tattoos every time. More, yep. Yeah, straight up his arm. He's got the things all going on. Um, but then, obviously, sporadic Chris Jericho did get one massive victory. One massive unexpected victory. Uh, Battleground 2014. He beat Bray Wyatt, which I completely forgot about until going yeah. back and doing the research for this tier video. But sporadic nice. Chris Jericho... 
we're not going to talk about them because it's, it's not worth it, really. Well, it's not so much it's like a gimmick gimmick, is it? It's more like a just go out there and give everybody the old Jericho razzle-dazzle so there'll be a bit of everything thrown in there. The razzle-dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> but then we move on to the start of 2016. And this is where I was thinking, my God, Chris Jericho has lost the plot altogether because I <laughs> you speak about a midlife crisis earlier. We're getting a proper midlife crisis here because this is Rudy Tootie Booty, Chris Jericho. He came back for that promo <laughs> with the new day right at the start of 2016. And he started to get, it's just endless. It's how he delivered it. Because it's clear that he's supposed to be a baby face. But he's gone back to the goofy Chris Jericho and the catchphrases. This is before it and before stupid idiot and before <laughs> the list. This is just before that Chris Jericho. This is baby face Chris Jericho trying to be funny. The crowd in the arena buying it, but you're sat at home going... There's a disconnect, the yeah? There's a disconnect. He's sort of like, yeah, <laughs> he's starting to become a middle-aged man who's not quite getting what people are thinking is like a, like a funny, yeah. cool thing, because the rooty-tooty-booty well, stuff is... Oh. To be honest, to be honest, it probably wasn't even that. It was probably just standard Jericho, but he comes up with so many solid gold things. Some things do have to crash and burn. Yeah. So... <laughs> Maybe it would have gone over. Maybe we would have all been going mad for Rudy Tootie Booty and, 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 you know, it would have been great. All that but crap. Never going to happen, was yeah. it? But this is obviously one, him coming back once again to save WWE. He was talking about network subs having to go back up yeah. after him returning. Uh, live event attendances, ratings, they all need a boost. And Chris Jericho is the answer. And he's the answer by saying things like Rudy Tootie Booty. Um this is a Chris Jericho that would have been hilarious about 15 years before, but it's the fact that it came 15 years after that was the issue. <laughs> and it wasn't really anything we hadn't seen before for it yes. being 15 years later. It was, again, sort of like the, the last one, just sort of a bit like flavour of everything, just just throwing in a little bit and just get out there and, and be Chris Jericho. Because I think in WWE... <sighs> When you're there for a long time, there reaches a point where they stop really trying with you. And unless you're a gimmick like The Undertaker, he doesn't have to try because he's The Undertaker. Hulk Hogan doesn't have to try because he's Hulk Hogan. John Cena doesn't have to try because he's John Cena. And then it's sort of like when you give somebody, or I imagine like when you give somebody who's as creative as Jericho that treatment of, ah, just go out there, you're Chris Jericho. Like, and you're not neglecting them, but you just sort of, you have so much trust and faith in them. It's like, I'll be over no matter what. Or they'll, yeah. you know, get the reaction we need to get. And I think that's where these last two have been just peppered in. And he's never going to be a person. I mean, as we know now, he's, he's not the type of person that's just going to sit and rot away in one gimmick. Even if that gimmick is just being Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, so where are we going for cool dad? Cool, obviously, in inverted commas. Cool dad, Chris Jericho. I'd say it's a firm all right. Firm, all right. He's gone in the all right. Because obviously it would lead to the feud with AJ Styles at WrestleMania 32. Yeah. Why, why two AJ? Do you remember that? Those T-shirts? <laughs> yeah, they and sold the them for like with, uh, a week and a half, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, the stuff with uh, Dean Ambrose and the Ambrose Asylum. Yeah. But then we would get on to, I'm just going to say a sentence. He got the word it over. He did. He got the word it over. He got the word over. it over. It Chris Jericho, stupid idiot Chris Jericho. The list of Chris Jericho, Jericho. The list of Chris Jericho? The list, the the list, list of, of Jericho. Jericho. That's what it, yeah. That Jericho, the stuff with Kevin Owens, it all speaks for itself. Kevin Owens was the donkey. Chris Jericho was the goat. We go all the way through that. I maintain, I'm going to share it on Twitter after we've stopped this recording because it just came into my mind now. The Survivor Series 2016 kickoff show. They got Chris Jericho, Universal Champion Kevin Owens, and Tom Phillips in whatever social media lounge they do. And Jericho and Owens just tear Tom Phillips a new <laughs> arsehole. And it is absolutely fantastic. I don't Owens think I've ever is seen that. Oh, I'm going to share it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Owens is just there mocking Tom Phillips' password. He's like, 6969, you are disgusting. <laughs> Stuff like that. And it just, Chris Jericho is like, I'm wearing brown because I'm going to take you downtown to Chinatown. And Kevin was like, no, you're wearing black, Chris, but you use brown just to work in that rhyme. It's all fair. It's just, it's, those two together were so fantastic. Obviously, was... we go all the way through to 2017, the Festival of Friendship. The heartbreaking scenes yeah. where the list comes out the box. Kevin Owens is giving Chris Jericho a present. But Jericho's name is on Kevin Owens' list. Bang, his face is in the TV screen and all that malarkey. The throwback to Shawn Michaels, obviously, and Jericho back in 2008. 
The match at WrestleMania 32, which was, for my money, the third best match on the card. You yeah. had Shane McMahon versus AJ Styles opening, was the best, in my opinion. I loved Brock and uh, Oh, it's Bill. just 33. 33, sorry. Yeah. Brock and Bill at 33. Yeah. And then I thought those two were third. And I thought it was really silly of WWE to put that match on. I think it was second well, on the card, This wasn't is the it? thing, it was... like, this is the thing I don't understand, because wasn't this the match where Owens goes backstage and he says to Vince, was it okay? Did you like it? And Vince just goes, no. And no. he's really angry with him. And it's like, I, the finger on the rope and everything, I thought Fantastic. it was such a good match, and it had everybody, like, really buying into it in the, in the stadium. It was good, but... Yeah, I mean, this is... It's such a hell of a run. I think this is the the... Best iteration of modern day Jericho we'd had for a long time. Um, yeah. He actually had something he could sink his teeth into. It seems to me whenever he's given that little bit of leeway, but with some constraints, like they're, they're just like, you can go out there and do this and do this, but it's all going to angle and end here. And they just let him have fun with it. It seems that that's when you get the best stuff out of him. Because him and Owens and the Festival of Friendship, man, ah, oh, just, yeah. you know, it's iconic because they made a figure out of it. They made a figure of yeah. the, the moment. Like, I think Perfect. I think I think I read somewhere that Jericho had to push for that segment to be how it was because really? Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon and Triple H wanted to do something different. I'm sure I've read that somewhere. And thank oh, God they listened no, to Chris yeah, Jericho like, straight through the TV. It's great, absolutely great. Yeah. So there we have. We do need to say anything else nah. about that. It was a travesty that match was on second or third or whatever it was at WrestleMania <laughs> 33. Um, should have been the main event. It was the match everyone was most invested in. Yeah, for sure. But then Absolutely. Bloody Bill. Bloody Bill had to come along at Fastlane, didn't he, and win the title <laughs> off Owens. Prick. Anyway, we move on. He takes a little break again from professional wrestling, but then I'm sure to your glee and delight, he rocks up in New Japan Pro oh, Wrestling. The Alpha versus Omega. This was For nuts. me, personally, before you go off on your, your big yeah. rant, I'm sure you got coming up, the face paint, the hat, it doesn't work for me, Sam. <laughs> I Initially, I was like, eh... But I, I sort of got it toward the end, like the weird sort of clown-esque sort of thing. He's like, you know, he's this sad, evil, like, I don't know. But it, it just works after you get it. But when I initially saw it, I was like, he looks ridiculous. But it didn't matter what he looked like because he turned up in New Japan. And it was it was just on video and everything. Like me and Jack were getting ready to turn off the stream. Um, or like it was just sort of happening as it went and then it was revealed to be Jericho and I, we just lost our minds like the fact that Jericho was coming back the fact he was targeting Omega the fact that they had like a great match that I think all of his matches in New Japan have been pretty pretty solid a uh, little repetitive here and there but like I mean Christ look at the guy's age and he's out there with somebody much younger than him just smashing it out of the park but mm. <sighs> ultimately I don't know I'd say I don't think it's in the best. I don't think it's in the best tier because the gimmick is literally just I'm wrestling legend Chris Jericho and I'm coming to get you. But it did lead to some really good moments with like press. Um, he obviously had the thing with Naito and he's sprinting after him. You had him and Tanahashi. You had they just got everything they physically could out of him. Every last drop. But I think if he's to go back there and do more, we need something new. Definitely. Wow, I did like want my my personal highlight because I've got. Jericho is a big reason I started watching more New Japan because obviously yeah. I know who he is. Yeah. He can introduce me to new, new faces and whatnot. But the, the press conferences that Jericho yeah. would have where he would just swear, swear and his use of... a member of the press. <laughs> yeah, and flip the tables and everything. It was all good because he was very much going at that old... Because like, wrestling fans in Japan legitimately get scared of the heels, don't they? And he I, was trying to yeah. be that big, scary Stan Hansen. I'm going to actually... You know, I'd club you around the, the face, crowd, wrestling mate. fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was trying to lean into that, and I thought he was he was great at that. Um, is there any difference between the Alpha and the Painmaker? Because I I, as far as I can remember, I don't think there is, is there? there? I don't think there's very much difference in terms of the actual gimmick themselves. As I said, the gimmick here is pretty much, I'm wrestling legend Chris Jericho. Now I'm mad with you. And he sort of spins <laughs> around and picks somebody to be mad at. Um, but it was more about the visual and actually seeing them back there. And I think for that alone... It's it's lovely, lovely, lovely. But as I said, if they're going to do anything else with it, it needs to change. I'm going to put your put you in the booker's position, Sam. What would you do with Chris Jericho to bring him back to New Japan Pro Wrestling? I'd leave him for a while, and then I'd have him lead some AEW people in there. An invasion? Um, could do. Maybe have him tag with somebody from AEW. 
and just saucy bugger. run through something like that. But I just want to see a different dynamic to him because he's obviously gone on a big singles tear, so a tag run might be quite cool. And then speaking about tag teams and stables and all of that malarkey, we get on to our last Chris Jericho gimmick, Le Champion himself, a little bit of the bebbly. <laughs> Excuse me. I've not been drinking, I swear. We get on to AEW's <laughs> version of Chris Jericho. Latterly, of course, the Demo God, which I'm not too on board with because I'm pissing sick of hearing about the demographics. And there's only one Demo God anyway. It's Guy Although Fieri. He... Guy Fieri is the Demo God. <laughs> <laughs> Although like, he is a heel, isn't he? So of course he's going to pick something that fans don't like to. to I thought he meant Fieri. That was like he absolutely is with those t-shirts. But yeah, yeah, of course he is. <laughs> and that hair, and the hair, all of it. We're going to get slaughtered for. I've got to be. I've never seen anything with Guy Fieri on. I just know he's a very. Oh, you never watch Triple D. You got to watch no, Triple D. It. It's just like watch some obscene food getting made by just crazy, crazy, crazy chefs. Wow. And then Guy Fieri just stands it. there, eats it, and goes, delicious, and moves on to another place. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has like, like a janky of... supermarket sweep-style show called Guy's Grocery Games, which is the one that's dicking over WWE and AEW. What, is it like supermarket sweep? Sort of, yeah. Except I think you cook with the items that you take. So it's like MasterChef oh. meets supermarket sweep, yeah. It's a hybrid of all the greats. No wonder <laughs> the rest is getting this arse added to it. Wrestling needs more supermarket sweep. There we go. You can take that one. Anyway, Le Champion, the demo god, a little bit of the bubbly. You're thinking when he joins AEW and he's beating Kenny Omega. We were there, weren't we, Sam? Yeah. Really, you're thinking, oh, no, this is going to... This is gonna. It, this is what we've seen before. We've seen the, the old, you know, aging professional wrestler come in and yeah. take all the spotlight from the guys and the gals down below who should be having it today. But no, it's been the opposite. How AEW have been using Chris Jericho with the promos... Less wrestling, more promos. And the promos have been hits, pretty much all of them. The one with uh, the spoof of Cody and Brandy's yeah. obviously been the highlight. With, uh, all of Soul. his recent stuff with Orange Cassidy has been great as well. Yeah. It's just been fantastic. I don't know what you say about it. No, it, it, this is the thing. It's like, how can a guy who's been wrestling for 30 years still pop up, what, like, not even two years ago and just has this entirely new thing and then sporadic little things. Like, he must be a really silly person as a person in general, Jericho. He must just walk around the house doing funny voices and making silly noises and telling crap jokes. Because it's, it's always off-the-cuff stuff. Like, little bit of the bubbly was just a throwaway, silly voice. That was it. And it became the most over thing in, in wrestling for a matter of weeks. And it, it's, yeah, I mean you just got to commend him. Like, the creativity that guy's got. I think he should branch beyond music. Keep keep wrestling, keep doing music, but I'd, I'd like to see him make a film just to see how mental it would be. <laughs> he tried the acting, didn't he? Like, too, like late... I mean, last... I mean, write and direct a film. Oh, write and direct yeah. a film. Yeah. That would be some silly bollocks that it would have been gotten in the director's chair. I've put him in the best, Sam, because that's where he belongs. It's... He's been absolutely fantastic. Long may he continue are doing there, what he's doing. Cause... Are there many better characters than him today in wrestling? No. No. That's, no. And that's mental. <laughs> yeah. But that's how good he is. That's how good he is. And it's, it's, it's weird. It's just testament to him because on the surface, he's old wrestler yeah. who still thinks he's as good as he once was, which he probably he probably is. He's obviously slower in the ring, but that's mother time, isn't it? Mother, yeah. mother nature, father time. All the all the parents, um, <laughs> but he's essentially just cocky heel, and he still is one of the best characters yeah. in professional wrestling today. And it's he's a he's it's just some people it just makes you sick. And he's got a cruise. And he's got a cruise. And he's and he's got his own bloody cruise boat. I don't think he owns it personally, but there, there you go. <laughs> anyway. There we have our tier ranking for Chris Jericho, as is tradition with this tier. This is going to be a hard one. We have to rank who is in the best tier so we find out beyond any doubt who is, well, what is the best incarnation of Chris Jericho. We'll quickly run right. through the tiers. Just because we saw so little of them, we have Cowboy Chris Jericho without the H <laughs> from whatever place in Wyoming. Then we have Lionheart and uh, Super Liger. We have uh, the 2007 return Chris Jericho, the co-breaker Jericho, and Cool Dad Jericho from 20, early 2016. Then we have the lovely, lovely, lovely tier of Thrill Seeker Chris Jericho, Rockstar Chris Jericho, Undisputed Champion Chris Jericho, uh, Silent Chris Jericho, and the Painmaker slash Alpha Chris Jericho. 
and then we get to the best tier, Sam, and I'm going to rattle off a series of questions and just tell me what you're thinking. Is Y2J Berico... <laughs> Y2J Berico? <laughs> it was Berico. Y2J Jericho better than Conspiracy... Th like, WCW Chris Jericho? Yeah. Yes, he's gone for a yes. I would have said no, personally. Oh, mm, Come on, then, Tia. Which Work one's Y2J? Me. Is that just read it like debut in oh. WWE? Yeah. All right, now go, go, go with, go with, yeah, because WCW we had. Get in. Yeah. Then we have the best in the world at what he does, Jericho. Is he better than WCW conspiracy victim man of a thousand holds, Chris Jericho? No. Is the list it? Kevin Owens run, Chris Jericho, better than WCW Chris Jericho? Oh, it's close. This is a big call. It's close, <laughs> this, isn't it? If it's not better than, it's as good as, or just just below it. Just below, he's gone for. We need this dramatic music he put on last week's video with the one with the expressive face. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and then just to round things off, is Le Champion better than WCW Chris Jericho? Again, it's it's really hard because like it is really hard. He, Sam. He's so much better in 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 certain areas but he's not better in other areas. And that's... This is how good he is. Like, it's, it's that hard to choose between his gimmicks and there are this many of them. Uh, yeah. I'd say, no, it's not as good. But again, it's probably up there equal to, like... So have we got a triple three-way? A triple three-way? We've got, three got, got a triple three-way with all nine. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a triple threat as the best of the best for Chris Jericho? That's for me. I don't know if you change any of that. My personal favourite, I would go Conspiracy Victim, then List of Jericho, yeah. then Le Champion. I would go yeah. that, 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 that order. Then rounding off the best, I would go Y2J, bottom of the best, and then the best in the world at what he does just above that. Yeah. But they, it's just, he's an unbelievable man. Unbelievable professional wrestler. Got to be now in the conversation for many people's Mount Rushmore as a professional wrestler. Oh, where, all you know, time. All time, A few sure. years ago... If you're heading into sort of 2016, I don't think he would be. But his work since 2016, especially for me, he's got him right up there with the very best there's ever been. Any closing thoughts on this tier ranking malarkey about Chris Jericho's gimmicks? Any ones I've missed Wait, off in your mind? He's, he is coming for us now with his newer gimmick. It's not his newest gimmick, but TV narrator Chris Jericho. <laughs> he's very good at it, and it's making me nervous. He's going to come and take all of our videos. That's it. Hey, Chris, if you are watching, which is very doubtful, come in and do a voiceover for Cultaholic. We'll pay you things. We'll, we'll pay you in, in, in old metal albums. It'll be fine. If you are, yeah, just any yeah. old wrestler. I've got some wrestling figures in the bottom of my cupboard at home if you want them. Uh, I've got this. I'll tweet Sebastian back and tell him that he sucks every day if you come and do a video. Go on. Yeah. 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 Bollocks to that Sebastian <laughs> backfella. Yeah, you don't look like him at all. You don't mind him at all. You're fantastic, Chris Jericho. Anyway, Chris Jericho's fantastic. This much we knew. Conspiracy victim, cruiserweight division, man of a thousand holds, Chris Jericho is, in our opinion, the best Chris Jericho, although the it, the list of Jericho, Le Champion are not far behind. Gary slash Sam, it's been a pleasure once again. Anything to say before we wrap up this video? No, this was a really hard one to do. I'm sure we're going to get absolutely slaughtered in the comments by everybody. But, you know, that's just the yeah. name of the game. Yeah. That's the name of the game. We put ourselves out there. We, we have to take the flat that comes our way. Yeah. Call me and see you next Tuesday. All you want. I enjoy it. I, in fact, get off to it. I don't actually do that. Let's end the video. <laughs> I've been Ross Twinell from Canal to Tom. Oh, that's the one that's going to bite me in the arse one day, no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, say anything you want to me. I don't really care. I've been oh. Gary YouTube from Cultaholic.com. That's been Gary YouTube, also from Cultaholic.com. We'll see you next time Tatty on bye. these tier ranking malarkeys. We'll oh. see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 